Welcome to another episode of The Murder Mentality. It is, I believe, Tuesday, so happy Tuesday. Um, let's chat, everybody. <laughs> let's talk about the realities of being a parent. This is a hard one. I think anybody that is a parent is going to recognize that this is probably one of the most difficult subjects to talk to people about. It's one of the hardest things to just bring up. It's one of the most divisive and... Straight up, just you're likely to get into an argument when it comes to people about parenting styles, what's acceptable, what's not acceptable. Thanks, Lacey. Love you, honey. Um, and uh, so let's get into it, okay? Um, here, in my opinion, we're seeing a major, major set of problems crop up in pretty much society at large because... This is not necessarily a parenting thing, but it will tie into it because we have such convenient and easy lives. Um, never before in mankind's history has it been so easy. You could literally live a whole life without any real major struggle outside of like whatever emotional crap you put into your own life or whatever emotional energy you put into what would be a fucking first world problem of the highest order to somebody 200 years ago. Literally, the shit that we complain about as adults really, to be fair, it's fucking pathetic. Like, and I'm saying that with all due respect. Like, it's absolutely, I get it, life is stressful. I get that life is stressful, okay? But if I told somebody what was stressful in my life 100 years ago, 200 years ago, what's stressful in my life, and tried to explain that to them, they'd fucking laugh me out of the room. Hey, man, so what happened to you today? Why are you so stressed out? What's going on? What's wrong? Like, well, man, I had to draw pictures all day, and it was super hard because I had people wanting my attention. Okay. Well, I'm dying of fucking diphtheria right now, so um, what can I help you with, bud? <laughs> it's one of the reasons I like period piece books, movies, you know, um, you know, anything like that. What's up, Kyler? Um, a big... Other thing that we struggle with, man, is that we just want to be entertained all the fucking time. We, we feel like if there's a moment of boredom in life, that we're fucking dying. And in my opinion, the younger the people are, the more this is prevalent as fuck. This is exactly why platforms like What's Up Chris, like TikTok, YouTube... Uh, Facebook, Instagram even, are switching to short little one-minute-long video bite-sized things. And if you can't get somebody's attention in the first 15 fucking seconds, boom, they're scrolling on. That's fucking terrifying. We can't keep our attention on something as a culture for more than fucking 15 seconds if it's not immediately, wham, bam, thank you, man, fuck yeah, let's do this. If it don't grab your attention like that, you don't pay attention to it, period. And the younger people that have grown up with these devices, with this fucking convenience, experience this at a much higher degree than we do. Because I remember having to go outside and throw a fucking ball or get like a pointy stick and, you know, stab something with it. I remember doing dumb shit with my friends and just getting told to come back when the fucking, uh, when the streetlights came on and shit. All right. But now it feels like it's almost impossible to get a kid the fuck out of the house to do anything. Um, and what's up, Carson? Um, and what's up, Stanley? Nothing but being late, man. You're fine. You're fine. Um, and the, the reality is, is that entertainment and convenience 
are fucking killing us. The inability to cope with minor stress in our lives because everything is so convenient and entertaining is fucking killing us. It's destroying our ability to enjoy the struggle. Life is a beautiful struggle. It's a beautiful struggle. And it's beautiful because it's a struggle, not because it's convenient. The people I knew that grew up in the most opulent kinds of households with all the toys that they could ever fucking want are some of the most depressed motherfuckers I've ever met. But meanwhile, people that grew up in third world countries in places where running water wasn't a fucking thing are some of the most happy, some of the most fucking grateful, well-rounded, fucking hardworking people I've ever met in my life. That's why so many foreigners come here, so many immigrants come here and fucking annihilate shit with their first generation. But then second generation, third generation, they're Americans. Once you, once you were, like, when your kids were raised start to finish in this country, with all the influences the school and all their, all their peers had on them, your kids are American at that point in time. I mean, they might have some of your culture too, but they're mostly fucking American. All right? And then you get one more generation, they're American. Period. I don't care where they're from. <laughs> it is what it is. It's just part of the way things work, right? And you'll watch that same fucking drive and work ethic and gratitude and everything just fucking tank each generation as it goes. We need to have hard things in our fucking life. I want the hardest of the hard shit to be stuff that I prioritize fucking highly. I'm going to give you an example of something I'll bet you that 99% of you watching this would never fucking do because it's fucking terrifying to realize that you are that much in control of your emotions. I want you to start writing shit down when you feel some type of way about something. And if you do that, you're already in the top 1% on that. Most people could never get the balls to write down how they feel on a piece of paper and then reread it to themselves because A, they're going to be embarrassed by the shit that they're fucking thinking. Sometimes I write shit down and I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you, bro? But it checks me. And sometimes I write shit down that I'm like, man, I'm fucking grateful as a motherfucker for that. It's a way that we can self-check. It's a way that we can look and diagnose some of the shit we're going through. All right? That's hard as fuck for me to do because I don't like writing. I fucking hate it. I really do, even though I love lettering. I know, weird. But I like to read. Don't like to write at all. <laughs> like, at all. I don't like putting a pencil to paper, but because I hate it so bad, it's something I should definitely do more often. And it's powerful. In the beginning, there was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And God commanded this universe to exist simply by saying the words, the words, let there be light. He commanded reality with words. So if you don't believe that writing things down is powerful, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about, first of all. Okay, first of all, you do not know. I've come to love the process of it, but I don't like, it's hard for me. I swear to God, I'm discovering I'm dyslexic. I can't fucking write a word without things getting transposed. And I'm like, maybe this is why I struggled in school so much. Wow. Maybe this is why my handwriting sucks so fucking bad too. Um, but if I slow down, I can correct it as I go. And I love the process of it so much 
that I'm okay with doing the part that I don't like, right? You know, it doesn't feel good when you push your muscles to failure to work out at the gym. It hurts, but the gains you get from it, the things that you get to experience, the body that you like, strength that you didn't have beforehand is worth it. The process, you fall in love with the fact that that's what is needing to occur to have the things that you're looking to get, all right? And so I fall in love with the fact that I hate doing it. I've fallen in love with the fact that I need to do shit I hate fucking doing. Because <laughs> all the shit I like doing makes me a soft little bitch, all right? And that includes how I parent my kids. It's so fucking hard to be a dad. It's so hard to be a fucking mom. And I don't want to start no arguments about which one's harder because neither one of us know what the fuck it looks like on the other side of the fucking fence. All right? Single moms don't know what single dads go through. Stay-at-home moms don't know what stay-at-home dads go through. They're different fucking roles. And they're just different. But they're both hard as fuck. Even non-single parents, it's hard as fuck. All right? You're trying to raise... A little tiny human that's got opinions and fucking direction and influence from people. That's the scary part, man. Once they get to like, when they're little, it's kind of like manageable. You're like, ah, oh, you're just a little crazy person. That's fine. You're just like a tiny little drunk toddler, you know, or a tiny little drunk human, you know. But when they reach an age, they start interacting with other people. Now they're going to go to school and pick up on everybody else's fucking insanity. It's hard enough for me to manage my bullshit and my insanity and not implant that fucking shit into my kids, let alone knowing that they're going to go to school and they're all going to start exchanging information like a bunch of fucking convicts. Well, my mom said this. Well, my mom said that. Well, your mom's fucking stupid. And before you know it, they're coming home with, as Chris said, a smart ass fucking mouth. Before you know it, they got opinions that you're like, where the fuck did you get that from? Who, who, what fucking potato told you that? What? That's not how shit works at all. That happens to be with my 13-year-old a lot. I was like, well, do you know that blah, 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 blah? I'm like, yeah, that, somewhat. It's kind of how it works. Like, the perspective you get from living long-term is going to put a big spin on what you just said right there. Because perspective's a motherfucker. Experience is a motherfucker. It's a game-changing fucking thing. Period. All right? And personally, and this is, you know, majorly as a result of me having um, difficulty with my own childhood and the way my mother raised me, I have a hard-ass fucking time saying no. I am so empathetic to my kids' struggles, to the way they feel, to the way everything. But as it turns out, th that never helped me when people were like that with me. When people were like, oh man, Justin, it's got to be really hard for you, bro, man. Maybe you do need a day off. Those motherfuckers didn't have my back. <sighs> the people who I know had my back were the people that were like, bro, you're having a hard fucking time. But are you a beast or a bitch? You're going to stand up and fucking smack, like ball your fists up, knock something the fuck out, smack life right back in the face. Or are you going to go cry about it? Choice is yours, man. Those are the people that I have respect for. Those are the people that changed my fucking life. And you have to do that for your kids. It's hard. You got to tell them, man. Like, no, are you going to be a little punk about this? But you got to do it in the right kinds of ways. And where is that line? Where's that line of demarcation where you fucking too hard or too soft or too whatever? You're going to fuck up. It's the reality of it, man. You're going to fuck up. If you're like me, you probably have some things that you fucking aren't proud of that you used to fucking do. Or, you know, maybe being kind of absentee at one point in time. But that's not me now. And the me now knows that the me back then is fucking irrelevant because if I allow that to control the way I make decisions now, I'm going to allow that to fuck my kids up. 
And in the same conversation I've had with my child, I have to realize that my feelings aren't facts, their feelings aren't facts, and I'm not going to let the way we feel about any particular situation change the fact that your future and my need to help mold you into a good human is more important than whether or not I feel good about how it's done. As it turns out, what feels good to me is to sit around and fucking eat donuts, to sit around and do drugs, to fucking be irresponsible, to not want to fucking take care of myself. Those are the shits that I used to feel good doing. I don't feel right anymore because once you know the difference between right and wrong, all of a sudden it's not a mistake and you feel like way fucking worse. I'm telling you guys, you know, I've got two years clean now, but I'd had times before where I'd managed to get five, six months, something like that on my own. And when I did and I'd start using it again, man, it felt so much fucking dirtier when you just knew that it was possible not to do it, when you knew better. And that happens to me now. Like I'll say something and I have to go fucking back and embarrass myself in front of my kid a little bit and go back and be like, you know what? That's, no, that's not how it's going to work. I have to do this differently because I, I believe that I need to stick to my guns on this. I need this boundary to be respected. And these are the things we're going to do here. Even though I said different four or five minutes ago, I just, you know, caught me off guard. Sorry. I had a time to think about it. I'm learning now, too, to say, give me a minute. I need to think about this. I'm learning to say that shit. Maybe this is how I should put it to my 16-year-old. We're going through it right now, helping him understand that it does not get better and that it starts with him. No, that it does get better and it starts with him. Just be there 110%. Just lost as to how to help. Shit, man. Look, here's the hard part about it for me is that I remember what a fucking turd I was when I was younger. <laughs> I remember how, just like a little convict, I was always trying to figure out how to get out of responsibility and escape to do what I fucking wanted to go do. All that shit fucked me off. And I'm not, I don't regret any of it. It's all made me exactly who I am today, which I believe is a good man, a good father, a good business owner, a good friend, a good community member. Because I wasn't for so long. Goosebumps on that one. Because I wasn't for so long and I realized exactly what I didn't want to fucking do. And just like you said there, Chris, really, like, honestly, they're never, like, expecting appreciation out of a kid or gratitude for the things you do for a kid is retarded because they'll never show that to you until they have a little monster of their own and they're like, oh, my fucking God, was I like this too? And you're like, maybe worse, actually. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Luckily enough, I can look at my kids and say I was so much worse than you. And I'm happy about that. I'm really happy that I was worse than you because now I know exactly what it's going to take to try to help correct these things. But something that Lacey says that I really like that might help you, Chris, is she says that, you know, you're going to feel some type of way through these consequences, but we can talk about how you feel during the consequences. And I'm like, hmm, that ain't real. And... We've been having so many hard talks and owning our both both our bullshit. Awesome. I fucking love that. That's good shit. There's no blueprints to raising kids. All I know is a broken child grows up to a shattered into a shattered adult and not if not mended in the process, humbling confrontation is where the healthy healing begins. Love you so much and always remember. Anything worth having doing is never easy, but so worth it. That's that's real, you know. You know, um like I had to have a conversation with my boy today, and I was like, you know, I, I notice a difference. From when you are journaling and you're writing stuff down and you're talking to yourself and you're talking to yourself through your problems and you're praying and you're doing that stuff. I notice a difference when you're doing that when you're not. I can see it immediately. 
It also means that that is probably just as, e- just as easy to see to me as an adult, if not more so. <laughs> because when I don't do the things like that make me feel better, that I know are tools that I have, I not only feel like shit, but I'm down on myself. And the people that fail to fucking reflect and correct always project that shit on the people around them. And the uncomfortable reality, again, of being a parent, and this is another hard thing that, you know, Lacey and I have talked about considerably, is that there's going to be times when your fucking kids get hurt, physically and emotionally. There's going to be pain that you can't fucking save them from. And here's the real fucking hookup on information. You shouldn't try. There's certain things, certain hurdles, obviously, that we should try to help smooth the process on and shit like that. But I can't save my kid's heart from being broken by a girl one day. It's going to happen. I can't save my kid from, you know, getting emotionally involved with somebody that they probably shouldn't. It turns out that I learned those lessons powerfully when I went through them. But because my parents and the people around me said some shit, when I came out of it, I was like, oh, y'all motherfuckers were right. Damn, that shit was obvious as shit now that I got out of it. Fuck her. You know? (laughs) But... Because you had that discussion, it reinforces exactly who you are to your kid. And it shows that you care about them, even though they might have fucking told you you were stupid. But I love her, mom. I love her. She needs help. Meanwhile, I'm living in my fucking mom's basement, bringing girls to come fucking live with me in my mom's basement. What the fuck? (laughs) Jeez. Jeez. Best thing I ever did was fucking get out here and be homeless and not have anywhere to go. Best thing that ever happened to me, 100%. It's got to be part of the journey. His journey, I know he's going to do great things. Uh, persistency and consistency has worked so much for me. Well, I'm, I'm working on it. I'm working on it, you know. Um, and, uh, you know, here's the thing, though, too, is that as it turns out, my respect out there, really, like, I'll ask the people here that are in the room, do you respect anything that's hard? I mean, that's, like, easy or soft in life? I don't respect soft shit. I don't respect things that come easy to people that they don't have to fucking work for. I just don't. Never have. I've always been like, whatever, man. Like, like if, it, if something comes easy to you, then you were obligated morally to put 10 times the fucking effort into that so that you can be a fucking great at it. You are. Otherwise, you're just another fucking person that has talent and no fucking work ethic, which is gross. Having talent and no work ethic is the fucking biggest spit in the eye to God that I can possibly fucking understand. Like, you were given a fucking gift and you're like, you're going to fucking try to ride on having just a little bit, a little bit of fucking talent, but not enough work, work ethic to develop that shit. Come on now. But what I'm trying to say is that the reality is, is that if you do parenting right, it's going to be one of the hardest fucking things you've ever done, but the most rewarding at the end of it. Because you're going to grow up so much and they're going to grow up so much and they're all, and we're all going to fucking do it together. And hopefully one day they're going to be able to ask you for advice because they learned that they can trust you. That's where I'm working for. I want my kids to be able to fucking ask me, say, hey man, like, what should I do here? And I can give them the advice. I'm like, really, you need to consult your heart. Let's consult God. Let's talk. Let's talk. Why don't you work your way through that by talking to me about it? And you make your decision. I'm not going to tell you what to do. I'll help you weigh the decisions though. But I love me. So much that I won't let myself be absentee in these moments in any of these ways. I love my kids so much I won't either. Literally, it has become the most important thing in my life. The two most important things currently is to fucking be of value as a father to my children. 
and to be of value as a man to, to the community and the world at large. And I happen to know what valuable looks like in both of those things. I don't know always what, if that means exactly what action I need to take. But I do know that as long as I keep in mind who I want to be in these situations and the type of man I want to be, that the actions do become more clear. It doesn't make them easier, but it does make them more clear. As it turns out, my emotions are retarded. Most of them ours are. <laughs> Most of ours are. And the more we can, just like I say in anything else, the more we can separate ourselves from the emotional attachment to the situation, look down on it and say, I need to address this in this way, even though I feel this way about it. it, it it's just game-changing shit. It's so powerful. And if you can remove the emotion from it, you're a lot more likely, you're a lot more likely to do the right thing. Because emotional people do emotional things and hurt people hurt other people. And if we take shit personally from our kids, and this is one of the things that I have to consistently keep in mind. If I take shit personally from a fucking 18-year-old, a 14-year-old, a 13-year-old, 12-year-old, who's wrong? Who's wrong? Is my ego as a fucking 37-year-old man so fucking fragile that I can't have some kid say something to me and be like, you're a fucking potato still, it's fine, whatever. Is it so fragile? Is our ego so fragile as a mother or a father or a grandfather or a grandmother that we can't have a kid say something and, and not get emotionally involved in that? I'll tell you what, that used to be really fucking hard for me, but I spend a lot of time trying to detach myself emotionally in a negative fashion. And now I'm having to learn how to detach myself emotionally from the positive empathetic fashion so that I can be more empirical about the situations. And it's hard. <laughs> Sometimes it makes me squirm. Sometimes it makes me like, Ugh, God, I don't fucking like doing this, but we do it anyway. You know, I want my kid to look back and say that I didn't, my dad did not fucking sell me down the river for good or bad if it made him feel good to do so or bad to do so or if he was afraid to or anything else that he did the right thing no matter fucking what even if it was the wrong thing he thought it was the right thing and that's why he did it and i think that's all we can ask for but again really we just have to not take shit personally man they're tiny humans and they're a little piece of us and all of the shit that we struggled with is going to all be shit that they struggle with too because not only are we providing their fucking example but they have our fucking genes in us in, in, you know, they've got our genes, so they're going to act like us. <laughs> Hopefully we can mitigate the worst of it and fucking help them really, you know, multiply the best of it. But anyway, I love y'all. Hopefully we get all through this together. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Um, and thanks for tuning in today.